Light beer, dark money. Agree on something. Politics, culture, and the intersection of faith, freedom, and free enterprise. And now, here are your hosts, Light Beer, Chris Clements, and Dark Money, Sean Noble. Well, welcome back to another episode of Light Beer, Dark Money. This is a super special episode. It is a family episode. (laughs) There is some family involved. We, we may not Vince talk here. about politics this, this episode, uh, Probably right? not. Just talk about faith and yeah, fitness. Yeah, you can't and... talk about politics in front of a baby. <laughs> so remember we a need couple to make of... sure that he's raised well. Yeah. A few weeks ago, <laughs> I mentioned that uh, we were going to add a, a fourth F, fitness. <laughs> fitness. Um, maybe wellness. I don't know. But anyway, we have uh, my wife, Alyssa Scannell, and my, one of my best friends, Kate Arnold. One of? I know. Okay. I like how he specified uh, one of. Well, best friend, second best friend. How about that? That's my, all right, Sean. You're my second best friend, too. <laughs> that's, that's true, because Alyssa's your best friend. Um, that's the way it should be, right? Well, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, but we're, we're super excited to have these two women on our podcast today, and Vin, who is our five-month-old, um, to talk about wellness, to talk about fitness to talk about balance in life. Uh, Well, actually, Sean was really unclear about what we were going to talk about today. So Kate and I prepared monologues on super obscure topics. Mine (laughs) is on Victorian era wallpaper, and she'll be talking about turtle population problems in South America. Okay. That's fantastic. (laughs) I'm just kidding, but that's when you get when you're not clear about what we're going to talk about. Our, uh, you know, our listeners. It also will means love that. that we have license to talk about anything well, we want. That's true. This is this is a uh, this is an open forum. Well, that's great. Why don't we talk about how you two met and how we have this little one right here? Well, we know how that happened. But, <laughs> but how did you guys get together? You guys have known, obviously knew each other for a long time and and um, created this great partnership together, and both. For fitness and and also in politics. Well, Talk politics first, for yeah. sure. So we met. We're both both of us worked for Congressman John Shattuck, and uh, and then in two thousand the, the latter part of two thousand ten, we started uh, DC London, our political consulting firm. We had worked together on the consulting stuff under Noble Associates, but we actually formed a partnership with a couple other people, um, and. Alyssa ran the business, and it was insanely successful. Um, so she's very much a successful uh, business owner. Um, <clears throat> and then she met Kate uh, back in D.C. through the bar method. And yes, buddy. absolutely. Um, and we, she got involved with the bar method and fitness, and I kind of tagged along. And uh, then... All of a sudden, Alyssa was like, you know what? I think I want to do this. And so she moved out here to open a studio. And we got married four years ago, right after the studio was open. Officiated by Kate. By Kate. That's Kate right. Was our awesome. And we got married uh, at uh, Frank Lund's house in uh, Brentwood. Okay. Which was amazing. It was fantastic. Uh, probably one of the best venues I could ever think of for mm-hmm. a wedding. Um so here we are. Then we've we've got Reagan, our two and a half year old, and Vin. And uh, fitness has been and wellness has been a 
big priority. I mean, when we were doing just the political stuff, mm-hmm. it was a super unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah. Um, long hours, lots of eating Pizza. a lot of shit. And I yes. thought we weren't going to cuss around oh, the baby. Oh, around the baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, oh no, we, cuss we weren't, on just, the podcast, we weren't going to talk about <laughs> politics. Cussing is fine. Excuse me. <laughs> In fact, a quick aside about that. The three of us decided, what, like a year ago that we needed to swear more. <laughs> it's I, it, you true know, story. I t- true story. I that we it to heart. I've been really bad. So. <laughs> bad enough that she, who used to swear more than I did, mm. was like, you know, you just need to lighten up a little bit. I think I still do swear more than you, except it sounds worse coming from you since you're so <laughs> mild mannered. I think it's more on brand for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, in my former life, we swore all the time. Oh, I bet. <laughs> beer, yeah. Being in the beard industry, I mean, you hear just walking in the door. So, <laughs> Right. Um, so fitness was really, I mean, we were living terrible lifestyles, um, and fitness yeah. saved us, basically. I mean, I think it definitely saved me. Um, I obviously am significantly healthier and obviously lighter. Yeah. Um, Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So He'll show I you look it. good. I feel good. <laughs> and I have great calves. <laughs> so, well, he's yeah. never out of his workout clothes. You realize that. Like, we'll have, you know, I think he dressed up for John Shattuck, but I you're put never a not, shirt on not in your workout clothes. Yeah. But for any of these well, bro- I have a funny story about that. Sean got back from a meeting one day and he's wearing a Lululemon button up and Lululemon pants. And he walks in the door, doesn't really say anything else. He's like, oh, I got to get out of this monkey suit. (laughs) (laughs) Sean's definition of monkey suit is now head to toe Lululemon. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a collared shirt and it was long pants. It was a monkey suit. I mean, it it, used to be the suit was a monkey suit, right? But things have changed. Pandemic has changed. The suits are coming back. Who knows how long? It's all going to come back. So, I mean, for our listeners and viewers, what is the bar method? What, what exactly is it? I'll pitch that over to Kate since she's run many a successful you know, why bar is it method studio and I have not. <laughs> so um, the bar method is a isometric exercise where you use, which means that you're using really small ranges of motion and you're mostly using your own body weight. And one thing that makes it unique or a little bit different is the fact that every class is a full body workout and most exercises are working multiple body parts. So it's very efficient. It is um, very effective at sculpting your entire body Mm. and creating a physique that is long and lean and not bulking up at all. So it's unique in that until you do it, it's a little bit hard to explain because it's not a yoga class. It's not a Pilates class. It relies on some of the same principles, but it's quite different in that it's only your body weight, but you're continuously moving, unlike a yoga class where you're holding poses. Okay. I've never done it. Yeah, it's, it was amazing. I, my first time I, I went to class was in Kate's studio in D.C., and I, I rocked my world. I was like, I am totally hooked in the first class. Um, and then Alyssa, a few months later, uh, was invited by Kate to 
become an instructor. And that's a pretty, pretty rigorous training um, program. Takes about five or six months. Um, And then when Alyssa decided that she was going to move out here and open a bar method here, uh, I became an instructor myself. Okay. And uh, it was intense. And uh, the, the, Nothing quite as intense as training your significant other to do something <laughs> they're not naturally inclined to do. Thank you. <laughs> I put Alyssa. We made it. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> we we decided that if if our relationship could could get through that, you sure. know, some people talk about remodeling or you know, painting, doing the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Sean's bar method instructor training was mm-hmm. the was the high test for whether we could make it. So it wasn't working together in politics. It was <laughs> it was actually instructing people to exercise. Oh yeah, working together in politics was much easier. That was easier. Yeah. Yeah. Much easier. What made that easier? I was in charge. <laughs> oh, oh, well, the truth revealed. But you, you said she He's, ran the business. She's probably did run the business. not wrong, though. I think things are easier, smoother between the two of us when Sean has more experience with something because he's a little bit less heavy-handed with his experience than I am. If I'm more experienced in something, I I tend to come down pretty hard on him. Okay. So. Well, that's some good sharing. I'm an easy guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so where was your studio? Uh, my studio was at 48th and Indian School in Arcadia okay. Town Center. Yeah. Um, Closed right before the pandemic. The yeah. lights are still on. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody that has control over the lights at Arcadia Town Center is listening, please, please turn the lights off. Somebody's paying an electric bill. Yeah. <laughs> and where's your studio in D.C.? I had three studios prior to the pandemic, one in downtown D.C., which had been open for 10 years, and then the lease expired during the pandemic, so I chose not to renew that. And then I had one in Bethesda, and then out in Gaithersburg. Um, During the pandemic, we had to completely pivot, and Sean and Alyssa both helped me out quite a bit with that, um, and took everything online my physical studios were closed for 14 15 months you know things are much different in dc than here in arizona in regards to closures um so we went completely online um i was teaching a class this morning in fact before coming here so we still have an online platform as well as one in-person studio in the suburbs of dc okay great yeah Sean and Alyssa still teach every now and then for for Mm -hmm. me um, when they can do so juggling both babes. Yep. Now, with the pandemic, have you seen more interest in the bar method? Have you seen more interest online, the people more comfortable online than before? Certainly, yes. I think everyone is had to everyone who was dedicated to fitness went online for some portion of the pandemic, whether it was for 14 months, like a lot of my clients, or even just for a couple months, like some folks here um, in Phoenix. Um, So I think it at least was a way for everyone to experience online and to see what they liked and didn't like about it. So some perks to online fitness is it's right there. You don't have to drive. You don't have to park. 
Um, you can do things that are on demand so that you're doing them at any time or you can join a live class, which is what we do a lot of in my studio is live classes so that we can actually see and interact with people. So for my community, one really important part of the virtual offering during the pandemic was really the socialization aspect Mm -hmm. because you were interacting with people in your class. So unlike Peloton or something like that, where there isn't like the two-way viewing of each other, there was that, that social component. But Um, You know, at the end of the day, it just comes down to personal preference and what's going on with people's schedules. Um, Certainly here in Arizona, it's a little bit more life as normal as far as people going into the office and getting back into their daily routines that could include going to a physical studio, whereas in the D.C. area, most people are still working remotely. So whether they want to get out of their house and travel to a physical studio or whether they have now gotten used to and enjoy the time-saving aspects of working at home. It's a lot of it's a personal preference or people do a hybrid of the two. What, um, <clears throat> what would you say would be the trend? You guys are in the fitness industry. Um, what are the trends look like in your mind? And I, I know both of you are more focused on the fitness and wellness industry for women, um, which is a good thing. Uh, do you see, Why is it a good thing? No, what are the trends that you see as far as how things are going in this space? Well, so I wouldn't consider myself in the fitness industry right now. I am an avid consumer of the fitness industry. Not as much of an avid consumer <laughs> as Kate is, but... Um, You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't pitch my new business, which is Intuitive Power and Wellness. The website is intuitivepowerwellness.com because Sean was too cheap to buy me the and. (laughs) So intuitivepowerwellness.com. I'm not ever going to get over that. Was that an extra 10 bucks at GoDaddy? No, it it did did no cost difference. I just thought the and would confuse people. But maybe I was wrong. I think I bought the other one. Leave too. the marketing to your wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, definitely don't leave marketing to me, but grammar, sure, <laughs> sure. So that is my new business. It is primarily focused on life coaching. I just got a master's in psychology from Grand Canyon University with an emphasis in life coaching. And then Kate and I both were certified in somatic release breath work, which I'm sure we'd like to talk about as well. So I do have some offerings for people that want to do fitness as well. Teamed up with a pal of mine named Kaylee Van Horn. If people want strength training included in their life coaching breathwork, uh, she can provide that. And then Kate doesn't know it, but she has happily agreed to provide yoga classes <laughs> to any clients of mine who want that. And I can also, you know, dust off my grippy socks and teach bar classes as well. Um, So I really don't have a lot to say about trends in the fitness industry, except that when I closed my studio in March of 2020, I remember saying to my brother, I think I need to close the studio. You know, Peloton right now is on the upswing and we don't even know what's coming next. Somebody is inventing something that we don't know about. Turns out somebody was inventing a virus. Yeah. (laughs) We won't go there. I thought, I thought we were going to uh, talk about politics. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. But 
that was the as far as trends go. That's where I jumped ship. So well, your, it's, she, your she timing was right. well placed. Oh my gosh! Yeah, could not have been lucky. Better. Divine intervention. I don't know, but yeah. the world was looking out for you. Um, Kate, talk to us about uh, it, Alyssa raised the the breath work. Um, you guys have recently discovered this and become certified in this this area. Just tell us about it. Sure. Um, well, I like to say I've never met a training I didn't like. <laughs> so um, while Alyssa took the more scholastic approach to life coaching during um, during the pandemic, I too got my life and health coach certification. I got my 500 yoga certification, like line it up and I will do it. Um, and breathwork was the same way. So I come to breathwork with more of a yoga background um, where breath is an integral part of yoga. And for people who are focused mostly on the physical demanding side of yoga, that can sometimes be lost. But pranayama, which is the breath of yoga, is one of the seven limbs of yoga. And how you use your breath um, throughout your daily life, both as a way to relax or a way to energize, has always been interesting to me as part of the yoga experience. Um, So I come to my breath work from more of a yoga background where I don't want to speak for Alyssa, so I'll switch things over to her where she really jumped right into um, the somatic breath work itself. For me, it is one of the many tools, many breath work tools that I use and can coach people through, um, believing that having a more well-rounded and kind of holistic approach to to, to breath work itself. So I'll let Alyssa speak um, to the somatic breath work. Sure. Yeah, so a lot of us now, probably especially mostly in the United States, live in sort of a an activated state for our sympathetic nervous system, which is fight, flight, freeze, or faint. And mm. um, somatic release breath work is using the power of your breath to ultimately activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the more relaxed state that we should be existing in most of the time. I think when you guys did your rant earlier, that's your weird way of activating your parasympathetic (laughs) nervous system by getting all of that stuff out. And the idea is kind of the same with, you know, you guys were ranting. Idea is the same. You use your breath, these big deep breaths that actually activate your sympathetic nervous system to kind of use the breath as a broom to clear out stress, trauma, tension that you're holding in your body. We all do it. If you've ever taken a yoga class, I don't know if you have, but if you do poses like pigeon, sometimes people have kind of an emotional experience because you hold tension and stress in your body. So somatic release breath work is to take an inward journey using your breath and kind of clear that out. And then you can decide what to put back in. So you use a combination of really deep breathing in and out of your mouth and then breath holds and at the end of it everybody has a completely different experience so I don't want to say what your experience will be but the idea is that you're just more in touch with your parasympathetic nervous system you can ultimately start the path to healing trauma letting go of stress tension and sort of entering back into the world in a more relaxed state it's kind of more in alignment 
It's well, something that when I did it, it was. I can tell you after that rant, I feel much much better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I came in hot. You should. I was ready to go. You should definitely do one of these somatic breath workshops. Um, I was skeptical um, going into it, and it was it was an amazing experience. Mm. And it is definitely something where I felt very cleansed. Um, I want to do it again because I know that there's other issues I need to deal with and get out. Um, I mean, it really is. Uh, it's one of those, you know, we prior to the pandemic, the three of us were starting kind of on a pretty aggressive path of, you know, wellness, <laughs> balanced life, that kind of thing. And um, this is one that came much later than the rest of it uh, and has been a, a big help, uh, I think. Speaking of our path, what, why don't we talk about a little bit about, you know, the journey of wellness over the last couple of years? Our aggressive path. I think no tr- no truer phrase has ever been turned. <laughs> we are aggressive about our wellness and our personal development. And would it would it be Gabby or would it be Rachel that would, started it? Yeah, actually, um, for me, the true what is the thing you call the Clarence Thomas thing? Your the road to Damascus. Yeah, that for me with wellness. It's actually um, Morgan Valdir, who is married to Jared Valdir. He was on the Cardinals at the time. She was a client and is a friend of mine. And they thought that I would benefit from the book Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. I actually just got a little emotional thinking about that. Um, Just the introduction to Tim Ferriss and his philosophy about human optimization sent me down this crazy aggressive path, if you will. Um, Yes, along the way I've met people, not met, um, aspired to meet, been introduced to people like Gabby Bernstein, who's the more spiritual side of health and wellness, Um, Dave Asprey, who's the biohacking side of things. So I do truly credit it, though, to Morgan and to Jared and to Tim Ferriss. Yeah, I forgot about that. So what were some of the things that that the path entailed? Because I think it's important. I think it's, it's interesting for people to know what are some of the things that are out there? Because a lot of people, I mean, before this, I would have, I didn't know what biohacking was. I didn't know, frankly, I didn't know what wellness really was. Yeah. Um, so. Kate is our team record keeper because she has a better <laughs> memory. So she can. Uh, sure. I feel like um, I love this story. So I will ramble on and on for a bit. So feel free to cut me off or edit me out. Um so one interesting thing about this and and probably um, the foundation of our really strong friendship is that when Alyssa started down her path of self-improvement, um, I had done that as well, but we didn't know that each other were doing it. Um, and so I had started with a gratitude practice. I had was flirting with meditation. I was starting to read some books. um, And Alyssa was doing the same thing. And we didn't even know that each other was doing it at the exact same time. And I can't remember how it finally came up that we were both doing this. So then 
we were just sort of, um, it was still when I was living on the East Coast and tossing back ideas back and forth. Um, one of the ideas that I had was to attend a Rachel Hollis conference. And I have many thoughts on Rachel Hollis now, um, and I'm not going to go into them on this podcast, but despite a lot of controversy... You're subscribing. <laughs> go on. Podcast listeners will get the full uncut... The full uncut version. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to start a subscription. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> that can be my rant next time I'm invited back. Um, but good or bad, we can credit Rachel Hollis with the conference that the three of us went to, plus Reagan, um, in... Charlotte? Charleston? Charleston. I never remember if it was in Charlotte or Charleston. Um, And that really let us completely dive in to self-improvement. And it was this weekend that was set aside for self-improvement. Sean made some interesting relationship choices that that weekend. Um, (laughs) And... There's we always going to be a dig. We, yeah. all, we all made some interesting choices. That, that again, is for your paying <laughs> listeners. Yes, exactly. That, that weekend. And it was a weekend full of a lot of introspection and, quite frankly, a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. And this was Veterans Weekend 2019. Mm-hmm. And... One of the reasons that we went to this conference, it was a Rachel Hollis business conference. Um, both Alyssa and I were struggling with our businesses, and we decided that this would be a great combination of getting some business focus as well as personal development focus. So on the last night of the conference, after we had drank much wine the entire weekend, um, Alyssa said, I hate to say this, but I think the most important thing I could do for my business is to drastically cut back on drinking. And she said, you know, like we pay all this money to come to conferences and we fly here and we pay for the hotel. But really, like if we lived our life with a little bit more clarity, that would make more of a difference. And, you know, I'm a former lawyer, and that was logic I could not escape um, and had to agree that Alyssa was right. Um, and so that night, we did what we called um, our our rise formation, where we committed to doing five things every day. And so that was not drinking, drinking water, moving our body, Meditation. Meditation. Did I say gratitude? No, that's it. Okay. And that we would send each other videos to keep each other accountable. So we started sending these videos, and it would be hysterical to go back and watch the first ones because I think like we were all like nervous to send each other these videos, and they went on and on. And we do we have a copy up- of those videos? For- <laughs> we sure <laughs> do. The we first do. one, do. my face is all puffy from the weekend of wine. <laughs> yeah, I think I was hungover in my first one. <laughs> um, anyway, but we use that really as our jumping off point. And we stuck with it. Alyssa has not drank since that day. Um, 
I drink maybe once a month, if that. And without drinking, um, I didn't know at all that this is what I was going to talk about today. But without drinking, it does really give you a lot of time to do other <laughs> things. Um, so, so that helped quite a bit with our pursuit of um, of self improvement. And I have to say that when COVID hit. And I immediately had to pivot my business. And I was working 16 hours a day trying to run. I also had a hot yoga studio. So running four studios, trying to take them online, of course, being nervous, not knowing what's going on with the pandemic, not knowing what would happen with my, I had like 100 employees. Like it was a very, very stressful time. But I said then, and I believe it now, that everything that we had done between November and March we were training for handling the pandemic without knowing that that's what we were training for. And ha- I get goosebumps thinking about it. Like, had I been in a different headspace, had I been in a different point of my life when the pandemic had hit, it would have been a completely different path. So I was able to turn my entire community of, I think probably when we started, between five and 700 people, and make the um, COVID shutdown about self-reflection and self-improvement and a new perspective on things. And I believed that with my complete heart and soul based on these couple of months that I had. Um, Coming out of the pandemic, or at least getting to this point of the pandemic, you know, things have not been easy for me at all. I've moved to Phoenix. I've had to close three studios. And now I say that everything that I worked on during the pandemic was training for this quote unquote post pandemic um, life. So I think the moral of my long story is that you're always training for what is next. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what that is because you're never at the end of your book. Like you feel like you are, you're like, and this is the end, but it's not. Like there's always gonna be something Mm -hmm. next until there isn't. Um, And so the sooner you start making positive improvements in your life, the longer you'll be able to reap those rewards and set yourself up to handle the downtimes and the obstacles as well as you can. And if I may say one more thing before I let anyone else chime in, um, is that it is not, I've been thinking a lot about this recently as in like this past week, but that it isn't about just looking at everything and being like as, as positive because it's not like it just isn't. And I believe the term people use is toxic positivity. Um, It's not like everything is great. Like, oh, like, because that just is not realistic. And that can be as damaging as Mm -hmm. being a a pessimist. So I've been trying to wrap my mind around that because I really do base my life in gratitude. Um, But for me now, it's it's not about building positivity. It's about building resilience Mm -hmm. so that the down times happen less frequently. They're less severe. So the downs are not as far down and you bounce back faster. So, for example, I had a bad day yesterday. But it probably could have been worse Mm -hmm. and it could have lasted longer. So it isn't about that refusal to admit um, 
negativity or ups and downs of your life, nope. but your ability to deal with it. Yeah. I love it. And I love the walk down memory lane. Um, now that I can remember it because I don't drink anymore. But, um, the- <laughs> but, those, but those decisions, I mean, one of our pillars on the show is faith. And, what, and those decisions come out, of, come out of being able to walk into a space that's frightening, that's mm-hmm. scary. But, being, but having the faith and understanding that God has you in this place, in this moment, for a reason. And how you, how you listen Mm-hmm. to those pangs in your heart yeah. is so important because he's always talking to you. There's, but the question is, are you listening yeah. for so many people? And for you guys, it was, okay, what was he telling you at that point? Well, this isn't working. So what will work? And so what is the path that we need to go on to make this work? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's a tremendous lesson and a tremendous story. Yeah. Because, because like you said, and what we've talked about on the show, your story is always being written. You know, what, what happened yesterday is what happened yesterday, but really what are you prepared to do today? Yeah. And, and you know, the, the Rocky analogy, it's not how hard you hit, it's how hard you get hit and keep moving up. forward. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, the, um, the guy who trained us in somatic release breath work, he says, trauma isn't the event that happened, it is what stays from the event that happened. And um, Gabby Bernstein always talks about, you know, being spiritually fit is about making your comeback faster. And that's what it is. You can have a bad day. You will have bad days. You will have traumatic experiences. You will have stressors. But it's what stays and how fast can you come back from it. That said, you don't need to – you can let yourself have those bad days, but you you should have a toolbox – Kate and Sean and I have created a pretty big toolbox of stuff that we rely on for when things aren't awesome. And um, yeah, but I, I think I'll, you made I'll, a great point about resilience and perseverance. I mean, yeah. just building that up in your soul and in your spirit, and having that in mm-hmm. you, being able to call on that, and yep. understanding that is so important. Yeah. I'm on the board of a. We're approaching Veterans Day, and I'm on the board of a national foundation called the Bouldercrest Foundation, and we and our entire program is approaching veterans and first responders on this idea of post-traumatic growth. That your story is still being written. That what you did isn't who you are, and and uh, and that has to do with building resilience, mm-hmm. having a spiritual journey, being able to to live a life of service, mm-hmm. and not just be about yourself and what, what's happened in the past. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. I hope that you're connecting. We are. Okay. It's, we've been talking about it because there's definitely some connection. The thing I'm doing with Heal the Hero. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same. It, it, post-traumatic growth is, is the new buzzword in, in a lot of different circles. And it's, it has to do with, you know, what you've, you, like what you said, you've experienced some, some level of trauma. But, but there's been so much research on families, people, individuals who have experienced severe trauma, but then they go on to do amazing things. Where does that come from? And it's, mm-hmm. it, it comes from this idea of, of growing through it. Yeah. Well, I think Vin's going to make this wrap up. But no, this has been great. Thank you guys for for coming. This is a lot. We're going to definitely have you back because I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface on some other deep things on the biohacking and wellness and all that kind of stuff. Not to mention preparedness. 
you know, I I ordered our thirty day food supply. Oh, you did it from the Patriot whatever. I didn't thing? do it from the Patriot thing, but I don't remember where that, it was from. But I just they're on this, my radio all with, the time <laughs> with the uh, with the supply chain issues. We're gonna have to yeah. be able to eat. We're gonna get chickens probably. I don't know. Things that, are, my dad are and Reagan are at the the chicken store as we speak. <laughs> Buy a freezer. For the record, yeah. Sean tried to cut me out of the 30-day food supply. Um, luckily, I was at their house, as I always am, when he was placing the order. So uh, you don't have to worry about me. I'm also taken Wait, care of. She's got a bucket. Well, <laughs> her, feed, her feed bucket. Her feed bucket. Well, thank you, both of you. Yeah, thank you guys thank for you being for here. This was, this was great. And, and we, have, we, have, yeah, we have a lot more to talk about. I mean, we didn't even cover COVID and, and right. wellness. Yeah. Right. And 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 the fact that that's been a major factor that we've all seemed to survive. <laughs> I mean, we've all seemed to have forgotten in, in, in terms of how to get over it and get over it quicker. Is the people who are healthy and people yeah. who are, are invested in their wellness are, are doing just fine. We'll do mm-hmm. we'll do one on that. Yeah. So absolutely. Okay. Thank all you. Right. Thank well, you. Well, so follow Alyssa at uh, Intuitive Wellness. Nope. nope. Intuitive Power and Wellness on Instagram. And as previously mentioned, intuitivepowerwellness.com. <laughs> Absolutely. And Kate, where can people find you? They can find me through Alyssa's page. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a frequent liker, so find me All there. Right. Well, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Lightbeard Dark Money. Thanks for being here. Yeah, the dark money intern is tweeting away. All right. Well, <laughs> retweet. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.